talk about radio, it's Pulse 95. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, welcome to the second hour of Life Beats and it's time to take your taste buds on a trip to French chocolate and cream like you've never experienced before. Find out what kind of chocolate goes best with beef and fish. Yes, that's right. I did say beef and fish and chocolate in the same sentence. And what one of the UAE's foremost chefs loves to listen to when he is in the kitchen. It's Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. The heart of Sharjah. With a story to tell. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello and welcome back to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, recently, I was invited to an incredibly elegant black and white dinner organized by the French Dairy Board, where a new recipe book was launched, Crème de la Crème, featuring 11 of the most talented pastry chefs in the Middle East and Asia. Leading Middle East pastry chefs Antoine Chassonnerie from Fouchon and Vincent Kokenpol from Batille were both featured in the book. And to celebrate the launch, the black and white dinner was organized in partnership with Valrona Chocolatier, where their world-renowned chocolate was featured in every dish across five courses, including the mocktails. It was much more than a dinner. It was an exciting and creative feast for the senses. And I spoke to Inc.'s uh, executive chef, Adrien Villadieu, who told me how he came up with the incredible menu and the art of combining chocolate in dishes that include beef tenderloin and scallops. The menu tells a story using a different kind of chocolate and cream in every dish to stunning effect. Zainab Larabi, business unit manager of Valrona for the Middle East and Africa, tells me more about the dolce chocolate used in the starter, a silky caramel chocolate that actually started out as a mistake in the kitchen. For the starter, we had the chicken foie gras ravioli, the reduced chicken and dulce chocolate jus, roasted nuts and a creamy parmesan foam. So he used the dulce chocolate from Varona, which is our blonde chocolate, the fourth color. So after dark milk and white, we created in 2012 the blonde chocolate, the first ever, made by mistake by Frédéric Beau, who was the uh, creator of the Varona School, L'École du Grand Chocolat, where we are training a lot of professionals and chefs uh, all year long. So he basically, during the demonstration, if I'm not mistaken, he was preparing uh, his demo and he was melting the white chocolate. He left and then he came back in this room and it was smelling caramelized white chocolate. And he was um, quite mad because that was his white chocolate melting and preparing for the demo. He tried it and he found it fantastic, like this shortbread biscuit coming out of the, the oven. Um, it's a lot of childhood as well. We all knew this white chocolate caramelized taste. So he basically went back to our R&D department, um, 
make them try and ask them to redo it so to redo his mistake on a larger scale you need to recreate it because exactly. it became a masterpiece exactly yeah and then so after seven years uh, we finally launched it and that was seven years test. it took to replicate exactly why did it take seven years because it was very so it's basically you can do it at home taking white chocolate and putting in the oven but for professional because Varona uh, is made and it was created by a pastry chef for pastry chef so in our DNA our first business is B2B so it was the challenge here is to have an amazing aromatic profile but also a very uh, consistent product and technically um, correct to be used in pastry in chocolate so easy to reuse and that was the main challenge the technique and the consistency the texture exactly. of it exactly he was trying to get that right perfectly yeah. so that he could then transfer that chocolate and use it elsewhere exactly tonight is really artistry because it's not just the flavors it's not just combining chocolate you were talking about the pantone color chart as well being a source of inspiration which you don't normally see it's it's a whole you know the whole package is quite gorgeous yeah the idea is really and that was the uh, the aim of uh, tonight dinners uh, it is to use all your senses to appreciate and uh, you will probably get uh, honey taste or the your neighbor will get probably the rosemary so each one of us has a memory and this is very important for us to uh, base the dinner on your uh, memory so sensory memory your palate your taste the visual so everything combined even the music should give you a, a full experience the mocktails that blew me away that the took me by surprise yes yeah it took me completely by surprise can you describe to us what was in that because i literally took a sip and then i had to stop because you had to process all of these different flavors and i've never tasted chocolate in a mocktail before it was it was show-stopping so tell me more about that so the uh, same the idea is also to add the mixologist mm -hmm. uh, in this experience so he created especially for that dinner two uh, mocktails one made uh, with the um, amaretos with the almonds uh, and vanilla foam mm. to have the cream side because mm. the, the theme is uh, cream and chocolate so black and white this, exactly so with the vanilla and the Japanese flower on top so you have a feminine touch on top yes and then the other one which is more masculine with the chocolate syrup a tonic um, and rosemary in order to rebalance and to yeah. have something uh, with a hint of perfume and herbs and the spiciness and the spiciness yeah, yeah. and you have the bitterness of the chocolate but not flavored so it's super delicate and it's uh, opening your palate to start the uh, degustation. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, coming up next, we do hear from executive chef Adrien Villadieu about how he came up with such a challenging and creative menu. And he reveals his favorite chocolate. That's next on Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, on Pulse 95. The Heart of Sharjah. Life beats. Life beats.
Night with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Yes, welcome back to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. As I take you through an exclusive black and white dinner organised by the French Dairy Board and Valrona Chocolate, executive chef at Inked, Adrien Villadieu, tells me why his favourite chocolate is the Opalis. And you'll be surprised by what he says it best pairs with. His second name is Opalis. Opalis is one of his favorite white chocolate from Verona. It's true, yes. What a gorgeous name. Does it mean opal? Is that what it means? What does that mean? What does it mean exactly? Yeah, all our names are uh, inspired by either the product or the story behind it. So we mentioned the Guanaja, which is uh, the first island that Christopher Columbus um, discovered. Uh, Opalis exactly was uh, inspired by the color. So we wanted the bright white chocolate. Um, after the second, so after the first one, we developed ivory, which had this ivory color. We wanted something bright but naturally bright, with a very high content of milk powder. And I think that's why he, uh, he likes it, because it's uh, creamy, smooth, like his character. <laughs> Not really my character, but yeah, I love it because it's like very white, as Zineb said, and it's uh, a chocolate that you can like mix and match very easily with like savory, I think. So it's an interesting one. What's your favorite way of using it? Uh, you had it tonight with uh, with scallops, and for me that's like the best way. With like fish or scallops, like anything like fishy makes like a, a, a huge difference because you have a big balance between this milk content and fat with like uh, a fish which is like just roasted. For me, it's like the best. It is. It's it just it was so light, Thanks. and it was uh, just beautiful. It was a beautiful way of combining the cauliflower, combining the scallops, uh, and the chocolate and the cream. Um, I want you to take me through the menu though and your inspiration. Yeah. When you were given this task, the black and white dinner yeah. and combining chocolate and cream, two of the most important ingredients really, there is so much you could do. What did you think? How did you come up with this? Because, you know, speaking to Zainab uh, just now, I really appreciated the way that there's a story throughout the five courses. I think what's important when you create a menu, it's like to think about the ingredient first. So when you're thinking about cream and when you're thinking about chocolate, already you have something in mind and you're like, okay, sweets, pastry, like you don't think about savory things. So for us, it's a very good challenge to be like, you know what, let's use this product that are normally used in pastries and put them in a, in a dish that will become savory. The most important thing when you do stuff like that, it's I think to make sure that you have a balance between everything. So the balance, like you said, when you had the scallops with white chocolate, you said it was very light. For normal people, when you will read that on a menu, you will feel like, oh, it's gonna be white chocolate heavy, you know? And with cream, you feel like two products that have a lot of fat content, but you have to be very careful how to balance properly this menu. So when we created the menu, we were thinking first, okay, our main ingredient's gonna be cream, and chocolate then let's put the other ingredients around which is normally the opposite way that we do we're gonna think about like fish or a piece of meat and then think around it so tonight was more like let's think of how we use the chocolate and how we use the cream in a different way and how to like put it on the plate you saw there was like chocolate that was melted there was chocolate that was like uh, just uh, bricked and put in a raw form and the same for the cream we, we, we are playing on something raw something cold something cooked something hot so it's important to 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 give uh, the guest like a full journey around it 
you did that so beautifully tonight. Thank you so much. Um, and then you have the starter with uh, the ravioli. Yes, foie gras uh, ravioli. And the foie gras. Yeah. And um, that was out of this world. Thank it you so was much. Like, the, the thing about this is there's chocolate and everything and cream and everything, but it's completely unexpected every single time. Yeah. There is not a single time where you go, oh, I can I can predict how this is going to taste by just looking at it or you know what to expect. That, that's what we wanted. We don't want to just like grate some chocolate and put like a big amount of cream on the top of a dish because that's going to be like something that everyone's going to do. So on the on the second course, the starter, we wanted to create something that is basically it's fat on fat on fat. But when, when, when you eat it, you don't feel at all that because uh, dulce chocolate for us was like obviously a, a perfect match to go with the with the foie gras because it, it balanced completely with this like biscuit flavor and, and but it caramel. balanced so well with with the the foie gras flavor and the, the you know the flavor of the chicken it was just yeah perfection it was like that caramelly taste uh, it was smooth but then it just was hit with you know that the the undertones of the foie gras and yeah and, and you have this parmesan foam also with that we use like with like hot cream and cooked cream that we cook with parmesan and onions and this is like kind of like a, a cloud on top of it so it, it it does like make like a good mix and in the main uh main course which yep. was uh, uh, as i was saying to, to zena it was intense um it was sweet it was smoky it was spicy it had that hint of chocolate and you the cream. You have a good palette, perfect. Yeah. You, you found all the texture and all the flavors, that's nice. I'm telling you, it was exciting. You know, from the moment that we walked in and, you know, the mocktails uh, were presented to us and I had the chocolate one. Yeah. That just, it blew me away because I'd never had chocolate flavor in a mocktail and I'm just thinking, okay, this is not your usual kind of dinner. No, no, big time. The, the, the main course was super interesting because it's kind of like uh, something we were thinking with, uh, with uh, my sous chef Dima. We were like, how to put like beef that is going to be coated with chocolate, which is something already like kind of like weird. But Mexican does that all the time with their mole. So we wanted to make a small interpretation out of it. And then the, the reduced jus is made of like uh, the beef, um, the beef bones and the beef uh, scrap like that we, we cook like for a very long time. And then we added like some smoke, smokiness inside and like a strong flavor of like kind of like burnt flavor even yeah. if i don't like to say that word burnt but i think but it's like it just it's just there gives that that yeah. edge and you need that yeah and under you had this like mushroom and truffle compote uh, basically it's like mushroom cooked together with yeah. like a truffle and then at the end we just chop some guanara and we just like add it into it when it's cold so you still have this kind of like pieces that look like a bit of like cocoa nibs but not bitter because we didn't want that bitter with bitter taste on top and then you have like this confit shallot with like sugar and caramelized and and the jus is, is mixed with cream and nobody like really realized that because when you think like of a jus mixed with cream you're gonna feel like okay that's horrible and that's too much but then we would drizzle like cold cream on top that just was just seasoned with salt and pepper and i think that's also what makes like a First, a cool effect because it's a black and white, and then it's like a nice balance, you know. Coming up next, Chef Hadrian tells me what inspires him in the kitchen and the kind of music that he loves to listen to while cooking. And it includes a bit of funk. So here's a bit of Stevie Wonder to get us started. It's Life Beats on Pulse 95.
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. It's Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, and we're on a culinary exploration with the black and white dinner recently organised by the French Dairy Board in partnership with Valrona Chocolatier, where their world-renowned chocolate was featured in every dish across five courses. It was a lot more than a dinner. It was a surprising feast for the senses. And I spoke to the executive chef, uh, Adrien Villagieux, at Inked, where the dinner was held. And he told me how he came up with the incredible menu and what music inspires him in the kitchen. Here's a little bit of a hint. Uh, before the break, of course, we talked about the rousing intensity of the main course. And here he tells me more about the pre-dessert that as well as being a cool, sweet break, serves to cleanse the palate. To kind of cleanse the palate, we have the, the pre-dessert. Yes, so the palate cleanser was made of uh, three ingredients, I would say. Uh, yeah, even like three main ingredients. You have the whipped cream, which was under. Uh, the whipped cream was like completely whipped as a normal whipping cream. But then at the end, we add some passion fruit chocolate. So a very famous uh, new chocolate from Valrhona. Yes. Uh, that I'm normally not like a, a huge fan of chocolate and fruit, but I think this was like something interesting. Uh, sour and, and cream for me works really well, even if it's normally like splitting the cream and making like weird effects. But we, we kept like the cream super cold and the chocolate hot. So uh, you, you feel like some small pieces of passion fruit chocolate inside that are like still like in your mouth that's melting. And then on top we made a passion fruit meringue. So basically it's passion fruit, reduced passion fruit with egg white and, uh, and cream that we put in nitrogen. So it becomes uh, like a, a frozen small meringue that when you mix all together, you, you have this kind of like cloudy passion fruit feeling. Gorgeous. And finally, the, the, the perfect way to end the, the whole dinner, the dessert. Yeah. Tell us about the inspiration behind that. The, that was a tough one, let's say, because uh, I'm, I'm not used to use like three different type of four different type of chocolate in one dish. I think it's it's very complicated because sometimes you can feel like it's going to be too much. But you basically had a pie with like three different chocolates. So you had two different chocolates. One, uh, we call that a crème, which is like a crème anglaise with the chocolate. And then you had a ganache on top, a whipped ganache of Givara. Uh, and then you had an ice cream of uh, Bahibe which is like kind of like a very milky chocolate and under the crème was uh, manjari. So you have like three different chocolates that are like kind of milky chocolate, but also different texture. That was very important for us to have this different type of texture and like this fluffiness. I'm a, I'm a, big, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of the whipped ganache, which is basically a chocolate ganache with like a lot of cream and then you whip it together so it becomes like kind of like a chantilly but like super like smooth and flavored. There's nothing like a really good chantilly cream. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's what we wanted to do basically. It was like a, a free type of chocolate. The way that the dessert is just so multi-layered, multi-faceted, um, and you just, you need to, with every single dish, I felt like we needed to take our time. Yeah, you have you to. Can't, you can't, you have to. You can't just sit there and just 
eat it and it's just all one thing. You have to let it develop, you know, in your mouth between the praline of the nuts, yeah. between, you know, the crust of, of the tart yeah. and the, the ice cream to melt in your mouth and, and, you know, the little crispy pieces that just were there as a contrast. That's great. You, you enjoyed all the, all the pieces of, uh, of the dish and you, and you understood the interpretation behind it. And that's very important for us because we try to make like an experience also behind it. And it's not only like, as I told since the beginning, throwing cream and chocolate, because that could be like too easy and even like too simple and too cheesy. Right. Like you're gonna be like, oh, chocolate and cream on top of something. Mm. So we wanted like people to get an experience around it and to be like, you know what, I had a menu tonight I, I didn't really felt the cream, I didn't really felt the chocolate, but I, at the end when you mix it all together, I felt all the ingredients that are like matching. Yeah, yeah, it was like a dance in your mouth. Every single dish Thanks. was like that. I like it was that, not a dance in the mouth. It was an experience. It was an yes. experience, it that's really what we like is. To do. And that's what we're looking for now because I think we're beyond the ordinary, you know, menus that we see and it's. I mean, how do you go about creating? That just really just showcased incredible creativity. Thanks. Where do you get your creativity from? You know, it's uh, every time people ask me this question, I answer always the same. I think it's like when you're passionate about something, you just want to give it like your, your maximum in it. And uh, for me, it's, it's, it's a job, but obviously it's not a job. It's I'm, I'm happy to please people. And when I have like comment like you've done, it's the most like rewarding things. Like for a chef to see a plate empty is a, a best reward. But to have clients that tell you that they have like one of their best meal, or it was very interesting because it was an experience, it's, it's amazing. So where do we get that from? I think it's a mix of everything. I like to watch movies. I like to, I don't know, experience new restaurants. And I don't, I don't ever copy and do things that what other people are doing because I think like uh, being a chef is giving you so much opportunities to showcase what you can do. And I think like when you have a recipe, even if you give the same recipe to ten people, they're gonna do it the different way. Yeah. So inspiration comes from art, from music, from everything, but not cooking books and stuff like that. I like to I like to get like inspired by other stuff. I think that's what makes like sometimes a dish which is a bit like different than others. Favorite music? I'm very eclectic, so I like a lot of music. I always like to go and party and dance on house music and, and techno. But uh, I'm a big lover also of funk and disco and soul. So funk? Yes. Tell and me. Any any type of music I love. Like basically, like my mom was listening to uh, classical music and opera when I was young, and I was listening to hard rock. And, uh, and we were always fighting like the one who's going to put the music higher and like the biggest volume ever. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, it's something that is into my, my DNA since I'm very young. Music for me is very important. You couldn't notice, but I, I, we cook with music when we do the mise en place. And during service, we have music in the kitchen. Also. What did you have playing in the kitchen tonight? Uh, house music tonight. Yeah. Yes. Who, who do, did you have on? Uh, we had like two different DJs. One, it's, uh, they are called Martinez Brothers and the other one is called Dubfire. So it's like very techno and electro music. Sometimes my, my, my staff is not really happy about my choices, but I think it gives you like a, a good kick and a good, uh, a good peps, you know? So I love it. It, it depends. Some menu will put some disco, some menu will put some funk, some menu will put soul, some menu will put jazz. But um, I tend to, to, to listen to like some punchy music that gives you like some good energy. Tonight's menu was house. Tonight's menu was house. Was house. We weirdly, for like a very, very jazzy menu right. to, 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 to eat, I, I would say. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs>
Yes, it is definitely house, as you can hear. A bit of dub fire there with Terra. But coming up next, we do hear more about the exciting innovations driving luxury chocolate at Valrona. It is Live Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. Pulse. Life beats. Life beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. I'm Sally Musa and I'm talking chocolate with Zainab Larabi of Valrona Chocolatier as we discovered the creative ways that it can be used throughout a five-course meal. And here she tells me about the exciting new innovations in luxury chocolate coming from Valrona. So in the pre-dessert, we had a Passion Inspiration, which is our first fruit coverture ever. So it's... Um, what does that mean? Fruit coverture. So it's not a chocolate because we are using fruit powder instead of the cocoa paste. So you have fruit powder, cocoa butter and emulsifier. So the idea behind it was to propose something 100% natural without any added uh, coloring or flavor, mm. uh, but to keep this uh, very vibrant color passion or we have it also in strawberry it's got that gorgeous yellow color exactly it's gorgeous it's very bright it's got the tanginess it just floods your mouth it's just so beautiful and it's like a kind of a wow moment because you see yellow okay yeah you can feel or think it's banana thing or very smooth and then you have this uh, hint of uh, uh, almost a kick of uh, citrusy uh, notes the tartness is, of the passion fruit yeah it's amazing because it's dairy free so there is no milk powder in it um, and you have the fruits but that the innovation behind is you can use this fruit coverture like a chocolate so you can temper it for chefs you can um, use it for coating you can use it for uh, any type of application without any added color so 100% What's next and what you want to do next? What we want to do next, we're already uh, in five years um, in front of beyond. Uh, Varona key difference, we mentioned the sourcing, which is our, our key element here, where we are trying to source the best terroir, the best origin, in order to have very specific cacao like you can have a specific perfume a specific vanilla spe a specific pepper um, in order to provide uh, a wide range or a wide palette for the chefs to to get inspiration or to get inspired um, what's next for us innovation is key so we are always trying to innovate to propose something new uh, we are trying to push the boundaries of the pastry but also in the savory side um, trying to propose something unique but also um, aligned with the latest trend or trying to create trends. 
Um, so what's example, the next trend? The fruit curvature was something very aligned with the uh, actual trend of healthiness, uh, not natural products. Um, what next? Uh, we are preparing some very cool innovation for the Sierra. Sierra is the, the, the world's uh, biggest culinary event. Um, it's an exhibition happening every two years in Lyon, where you have also the World Pastry Cup. And usually this is our opportunity to present to the world uh, our latest trend, our latest innovation. So we are preparing something very cool and rock and roll. Um, really? During the Sierra, some new uh, origin uh, and some new flavors. And we are always, we are already working on the next uh, two to three years uh, innovation. And um, something also very typical is that we are trying to uh, innovate with our customers with our planters so it's always a co-development a uh, few years ago we launched for the first time the double fermented chocolate so what's the concept behind it it's um, a chocolate where we wanted something uh, fruity so during the fermentation to relaunch another fermentation we put some uh, fruit pulp so it gets infused in the cocoa beans and then you have the drying step and um, we, uh, the bagging and then we send it to France so you have natural uh, infused fruit um, taste in your chocolate so that was one of our co-development um, products with the planters so much to discover with a luxury chocolate and Varona. It was an incredible dinner. Uh, and uh, thanks to the French Dairy Board for that. Uh, and uh, Chef uh, uh, Adrienne as well for an amazing, amazing meal. Uh, but that's it for Life Beats today. Don't forget if you missed any part of the show, it will be up on our podcast page on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. All you need to do is just look for Life Beats. And don't forget, you can subscribe as well. So then you won't miss a thing. As soon as it's up, you'll get to know about it. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's very easy. You can do it by emailing lifebeats at smc.ae and we'd love to hear what you think of the show what you think we should be covering uh but that's it have a great weekend and see you next week for a brand new week of shows right here on life beats on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 This is Pulse95 with a story to tell.